So Gia, so many women of other cultures have been groomed to be a wife. So today's topic, we're going to talk about grooming to be a wife. Is it something that we should do? Something that we've not been doing? And you're a wife, so we're going to talk about it a little bit today. So join us. Come on. Yeah. I see you, Deanna. Okay, Gia. DST. D9. Let's go, let's go, let's go. It's violets and pearls with the Delta girls okay. wearing crimson and cream, call them chocolate supremes. And if you're shopping for things like yeah. popular things, they yeah. got all of the things from clothes to jewelry. It's a dream Woo. to talk about things the D9 way. It feels good to be Greek and change lives, man. It feels good to uplift, to uh -huh. give back and speak facts. Yeah. Violets and pearls is where it's at. Come on, yeah. VMP, everybody say. So, GM. So many different women all over the world um, uh, have been groomed to be a wife. And it's something that I think about sometimes. So I just wonder, like, as a culture, culturally black women, do you think we're groomed to be a wife? I know I have my thoughts on it, but let's just talk about it today. So what do you think? So I don't know. The short answer is no. I don't think that we are groomed to be a wife um, because... And, I, and honestly, I don't know why, but I just think about um, my lineage of women. Mm -hmm. So my grandmother was married, but my mom was not married. She didn't get married until I became a young adult. Mm -hmm. um, and so as far as like grooming, that was that wasn't something that was taught or something that I saw yeah. growing up. Now, my grandma did exhibit habits of you know domestication like yeah. taking care yeah. of the household but as far as like being in a relationship with a man mm -hmm. and preparing for marriage mm -hmm. and um the the attributes of what your contributions would look like mm -hmm. for a successful marriage yeah. i definitely didn't get that foundation yeah um or that exposure yeah um i also think when you talk about like like grooming or preparing, I think there there's like a baseline to it. Yeah. And I think that it's kind of relevant to any type of relationship when you're talking mm -hmm. about like communication <clears throat> and sacrificing and um, compatibility. Yeah. Those yeah. types of things. But at the same time, I feel like relationships, marriages especially, mm -hmm. are not cookie cutter. Right. 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 So... You can't necessarily groom someone to say, okay, this is what a successful marriage looks like. You have to do A, B, C, and D because mm -hmm. it may not apply to all. Right. That's so, true. Um, but from a, from a foundational standpoint, I do think, like I said, communication, what sacrificing looks like, compatibility, being in alignment, um, that, that, that structure is mm -hmm. definitely important. And I don't think that in our culture, we even get that. Yeah. I agree 100%. I have been witness to other cultures preparing their girls, um, especially like Caucasians, like white people, preparing their daughters to be a wife or, or to meet a, a certain particular type of mate if that's what they want to do. You know, marriage isn't for everybody. You know, this is conversation is kind of geared towards people that would, would like to be married. But I used to, when I used to work for a company, um, so I was the only black person, right? 
being the only black person has its perks <laughs> and it's none perks for sure, but you are exposed to a lot of different things. And so, um, I had this coworker who was pretty well to do and she had two daughters and a son. And so she was talking about her daughter going to college and certain young men that they knew from certain families, they wanted her to meet for the potential for them to have a future together for the, you know, cause you know, the two families were doing well and they want to continue that legacy. Right. And so I remember her saying things like, honey, go over there and meet him. Go talk to him. He's a good boy. You know, he comes from this side of the family. Go over there and this is what you need to say, you know, introduce yourself. And she was kind of giving her pointers. Right. Meanwhile, my mom is like, don't talk to no boys, don't look to no boys, go concentrate on books <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and don't worry about it, you know. And so I just was like thinking, and of course that young lady um, did marry uh, into a, a a good family and I just wanted to like, why do we, why do we do, like, why do we do this? Like, I don't understand. Like, it's it's just a question that I just wonder if we're doing ourselves a disservice by... Um, always telling the girls to stay away from. Now the boys got a little bit more freedom, but I feel like girls are just, don't talk to no boys, keep it look straight, you know, don't talk. <laughs> like what, cause I remember, and I, and I remember in college, thinking back, college was a time of my life where there was the most um, access to a whole array mm -hmm. of men. But a lot of us were kind of encouraged to not even deal with that. You know, you know, just kind of like keep your head down, keep moving, don't make eye contact, don't be the hoe on the campus, you know, mm -hmm. things like that. So what, what do you like, so, have to say? So my immediate thought was from a cultural difference, where I grew up, so I, I grew up in a single family home. Mm -hmm. While my grandparents were married, that's, that's one generation, you know, above my mom. My yeah. mom was not, my mom was a single parent. Um, and so culturally and my exposure, I saw very few families that look like me that came yeah. from a two parent household. Mm -hmm. Right. And so when you talk about, you know, how you had the Caucasian mom, mm -hmm. like, um, encouraging her daughter, mm -hmm. um, and kind of like coaching her daughter, yeah, yeah. you on the other end was was you know being fed the exact opposite like opposite, yeah. stay away like <laughs> caution right yes yes and to me from a cultural standpoint we equated talking to boys as like you said being fast mm -hmm. and the number one thing don't get pregnant yeah yeah okay and so i think that because that's what our culture was accustomed to and mm -hmm. what we saw it was like okay we need to avoid that lane yeah. by any means necessary right and so the focus was not to turn you into a single parent right, right. um a teenage parent mm -hmm. um so we just gonna stay away from that right. as opposed to instilling what the the alternate the alternative would look like yeah in terms of the proper way the family the family right the family structure right God, so much to unfold in this. Uh, God, so I came from a two-parent home, um, but it, it wasn't all that great. You know, it's like <laughs> my mom was doing things as a wife, um, but she, to me, she was doing too much. Like she had a lot of the, a lot of the burden, a lot of the bills. You know, and my dad was doing the best he can, but it seemed like he just had the world on his shoulders. You know, it's just. And it's so much to unfold in that whole thing. But what was displayed to me, what a wife should be back then, 
I don't, I don't want, I don't want that. Even, and I came from a two parent home and I don't want that type of marriage. So then it sounds like you kind of answered part of the question because if I'm living in a, in a lifestyle that I don't necessarily want to teach my children mm-hmm. to do, mm-hmm. I'm not going to teach them to do it. Yeah. You know, I'm going to avoid that conversation by all means, ne- by any means necessary and hoping that they're really not watching because I don't want them to take after what I'm doing. Yeah. So that could be another reason why that effort is not put into it because it's like, Lord, you know, and as a parent, and I know you've heard this from your your mom at least, mm-hmm. I want you to do better than me. Yeah. I want yeah. you to do better than me. And it really doesn't matter what the topic is that we're talking about, whether it's like going to a better school, mm-hmm. getting a better job, making more money, whatever it is, they just want you to be better than them. Yeah. And taking that into perspective, yeah. perhaps she just wanted you to be better than her and didn't know what to say. Right. So then the, just didn't say anything Just leave it alone. Because yeah. too, she did face um, teen pregnancy. Like she was pregnant early on. You know, um, I have, she, we would have had an older brother that didn't, he was premature, so he didn't live. Um, but he, she ended up marrying my father and then they had my older sister, then me, then I have a little sister. Um, so maybe that's what it was. Maybe she was like you were saying, trying to get me to not, um, have children. But guess what? As of today, I still don't have any children <laughs> because for so many years, yeah, I was taught, don't get pregnant, don't get pregnant, don't get pregnant. And so, um, that was my mantra for all these years, you know, and then too, don't mess with boys. You know, it wasn't until I, I probably said before, maybe 30 when I was finally like, okay, I'm ready to be in a serious relationship with someone. Um, and I'm, but I'm 30, you know, I was actually 30 at that point. So one side of me is like, gosh, we're doing, we're doing ourselves as a disservice. I have, um, nieces that like boys and stuff. And I can hear sometimes people tell them, don't talk to him. I said, baby, talk to him. Don't yeah. have sex with him. Right. Don't sleep with him, but get to know him. But he could possibly be a person that you could spend your life with. Now, I, I personally believe you probably should wait um, later in life, a little bit later in life, to actually get married, just so you can grow and evolve and be who mm-hmm. you need to be and stuff. But I don't see anything wrong with teenagers having girlfriends and, you know, boy, as long as they're doing it in a respectful way. No, I agree with that. And I, you know, I have a son who who's a teenager and he's, at that age where he likes girls and you know starting to have conversations with girls outside mm-hmm. of just you know being platonic right right and so i'm i'm open to that because i know that it it contributes to a healthy relationship yeah right it not only contributes to a healthy relationship with the opposite sex but it also contributes to um an internal mm-hmm. relationship with yourself yeah. and identifying, okay, what is it that I want and deciding when you're ready for whatever comes next. Right. And when you, and so growing up, we didn't talk about boys Yeah. at all. Like when I say that, you I mean, mean with your family, with my family okay. or talking like if I liked the boy, mm-hmm. I didn't, I didn't tell my mom. Yeah, they had to find like, out. Like, we didn't, we didn't have <laughs> Sneaking on the phone. I used to sneak on the phone all the time, my boy. Me too. And you Me shouldn't too. have to do that. It's natural. It's natural for a teenage person to be attracted to what they're attracted to, whether you girl, boys, whatever, the, whatever it is. But that's like a natural 
way of growing up, I remember like, God, we used to sneak and go to the movies with boys. Mm-hmm. And now we wasn't having any kind of physical. Right. It was all innocent, but we liked them. We were so attracted to them. You know, we just couldn't help ourselves. We talked about it all the time. I had a little boyfriend. I wrote his name all on the back of my um, um, clipboard one time. My dad was like, who is Jermaine? <laughs> I was like, shut up. I was so embarrassed. And then when I did get a little friend, I can't remember what grade I was in. I probably was about 12 or 13. He lived in another city. You know how it is. Your friend hook you up with his, mm-hmm. you know. And so um, I remember he and I sneaking on the phone and talking because I wasn't allowed to talk to boys until, I mean, I didn't even give, that's the thing. They didn't even give me an age. I could talk to boys on the phone, but my father was like, who was that grown man calling? Yeah, he was 12. Like, we were 12. And so, and you know, we got off the phone by 8 o'clock every day, but I just feel like a lot of times we do our community a disservice, a disservice yeah. in building family. Like, that's the whole thing. We want we want these families. We want to have them. And it's like we just, you know, are just too hard, too much on trying to not make things happen um, as, as far as getting pregnant and stuff. But it's okay to have a relationship it with is. somebody. It is. And I'm thinking, like, you were talking to boys at 12 on the phone? I was, girl. I was in high school. No, honey. I was in high school and I couldn't <laughs> talk on the phone. I was sneaking. I was, I was supposed to be. I remember in kindergarten, I liked this little boy named George. Uh, like, I've always liked, like, I've always liked them. Like, yeah. I don't know, like, first, second, every, every grade I can name. So I always mm-hmm. liked them and I, you know, was attracted to them. For, and, and when I didn't even know what attraction was, but as I started to develop, uh, physically, you know, I didn't really know what was going on, but you know, I just, but then it was like, really don't talk to boys. And I never got a full explanation mm-hmm. as to why, yeah. like, why, why wouldn't I talk to him? Like, what is so terrible about him? He's a nice, he's a nice boy. So and then that, and then when I look at my counterparts, they're like, go talk to the boys. Right, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> talk to them. This is what you need to say. Uh, present yourself for certain. And my mama has never told me what to say to a man like <laughs> this is unheard of for the most part in, in some black families and yeah. i can't say all but some yeah i don't think it may not apply to all but definitely to the to the family that i know yeah it definitely applied and it also makes me wonder you know how we always talk about where you don't know what you don't know mm-hmm. and it makes me wonder well you know did was your mom treated the same way by her mom was my mom treated the same way I know my mom was yeah I know my mom was and when she got that one inch of freedom she took it and here I came (laughs) (laughs) woo child Mm -mm. that's what she was talking about (laughs) so that's why but you didn't do that though like you you were old enough and you know had already yeah, Denver I was college. old enough, but I mean, I mean, if we just put things out there, I definitely had my son before we got married. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I, it was a total embarrassment for both of us yeah. because we were raised in the church, and mm-hmm. um, you know, we were we were doing things the right way, going to school, getting yeah. our degree, and you know, we. We were being kids, yeah, and you know, and it happened, and it happened. Mm-hmm. And it was like, oh, yeah, 
it was like a, a, a punch in the gut right. from the standpoint of this is what this is what they meant. Yeah. You know? But you know what? Like I said, like I've said before, I knew your husband before you did. And he told me before y'all had your son that he wanted to marry you. Like he was really interested in um uh, he's like, I'm, I'm just you know, I remember he would do y'all would do like um, pretend proposals. Like I'm like, what are y'all doing? Like it was very obvious that they wanted to be together, right? So, <laughs> so when she ended up having the baby, I don't think people that knew y'all probably wasn't all that surprised that it happened. Definitely wasn't surprised that y'all got married. Um, so I don't know. I don't. You know, I just feel like God doesn't make any mistakes. Everything happens for a reason. But for sure, I'm glad that you were able to find him when you did and that you did that you just went ahead and did it, even though you were encouraged probably not to talk to boys in college, yeah. not do. But you went ahead and did it. And look at y'all now, y'all thriving. Yeah. Y'all, are, y'all are fine. So thank God, mm-hmm. you know, it was it did, did uh, evolve into a great blessing. But it was hard because like I was winging it. Yeah. Like I was winging it because I didn't I I didn't talk to my mom about relationships. I didn't mm-hmm. talk to my mom about, you know, that particular relationship being young and yeah. trying to figure out things. And I, it literally was like I just blocked everybody out and yeah. just like I was focused. I had tunnel vision. Yeah. Because yeah. I was determined that I wanted I wanted to be married. Like I knew that or like you said, from a young person, I was automatically attracted to the opposite sex. Yeah. And when I say attracted, not like from a sexual standpoint, but just like, ooh, it's he's just, cute. Yeah. Like, <laughs> shoot, I like him. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> and like every every school year, I definitely had somebody on the list that Me I too. wanted to marry. Like, <laughs> Me too. I knew that I wanted to be somebody's wife. And yeah. even if, and honestly, and this sounds crazy, and maybe y'all can relate. Claire Huxtable. Oh, yeah. Okay. She was like epitome. I, I took my notes from her. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, you know, I, I knew that that, that that was the lifestyle that I wanted. Mm-hmm. But I also knew that I didn't have one lick of foundation on yeah. how to do it, let right. alone how to do it right. Right. Now, now, I can tell you that even to this day, I watch the people that's been married a long time, the things that they do. I remember... Years ago, I was at a cookout and I was just kind of hanging out with my family and stuff. And some kind of way, I ended up over there with the with the men. I don't know how, but I just ended up sitting kind of with them. And everybody's wife was fixing them a plate, like fixing plates, fixing plates. And I remember getting up, getting something to drink, and I was like, "Are y'all fixing their plates?" So I didn't. They didn't. That didn't happen in my family. That's not something that I saw uh, in my home. And then I asked my great aunt, I said, are you supposed to fix your man's plate? And she laughed and she was like, if you feel like it, honey, you don't have to. <laughs> but when we're in public and they see other other women catering to their man, and he's a good man, that he deserves to have his plate fits. And so, of course, now in my relationships, I fix my dude plate. It's like, it's just little little nuggets and yeah. things that I've seen that I've picked up um, about being in a relationship, you know, just the, the role of the woman in a relationship if, if that's something you're interested and in. And that's another good segue like when you talk about roles mm, roles in yeah. a relationship things that you know the role of a man the role of a woman if you're talking about traditional roles yeah. made up roles whatever type of roles yeah. like that that's a hard conversation yeah. too because yeah. me and my husband we we I won't say we go back and forth but it's definitely a hot topic in our household in terms 
in terms of roles. But mm-hmm. a lot of people feel like the household is like equally divided. Yeah. Well, I know that there is a head. Yeah. And he knows that the head also needs a neck. Yep, got a neck. And so... <laughs> <laughs> and I have absolutely no problem with yeah, him being yeah, the head. Yeah. And I serve as his, as the neck, as the helper. Yep. You know? Yeah. I yeah. have no problem with that. Right. And I honestly, I think that's how it's supposed to be. Even if it's in a non-traditional household, somebody is the head and there's a supportive role in that too, so... I just, I just think that's how it's supposed to be. Um, but I just wish as a culture, we would yeah. set our young women and men up for family. If that's what, you know, you want to go, cause we all need each other. And then it's, it's nothing like having a companion and to be able to meet that companion and to be, um, compatible with somebody that you have similar interests with and things like that. So, um, I just thought this was a, a, a cute little topic for us today. Just to see, you know, are we grooming our girls to be wives? Are we grooming our boys to be husbands? You know, I, that's a whole other topic, grooming a man right, to be a husband. Right, So, especially in our community. Because exactly. there's so many broken homes. It's, and and that's what I was going to say. There's so many broken homes to where it's like, who qualifies? And I don't even want to say the word qualified because that's, that's a touchy, yeah. you know, word right there. But who's in a position to really give, like, really good substance um, advice on on how to prepare your young women and your young men for being the head of a household? Yeah. I think, I mean, I don't think there's any perfect role model, but there's certainly people in that community that's doing it. Yeah. And they can impart some of that information. Like, y'all are doing it, you know. Um, I'm sure your boys are watching. They see how dad treats his wife and... Probably one day when they get a wife, they're going to, you know, imitate some of the things. Right. So I feel like children are watching mm-hmm. and they're just kind of, you know, seeing just like I was. I was watching. And when the day comes for me, I'm going to do some of the things that I saw that was appropriate. And of course, there's some things that I saw. Mm-hmm. I'm like, ah, yeah. I don't think I'm participating in that. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. And that's, I mean, that's the good thing about marriage, too. You, you get to make it your own. Mm-hmm. You and your spouse get to set the expectations of what a successful and a happy marriage looks like for you. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. That was All a good right. one. I yeah. Like okay. So let us know how you feel. Do you think that girls are being groomed for, to be wives? The boys are being groomed to be husbands. And what we're going to do about this whole family unit thing that we're trying to grow y'all. We can't, yeah. we are not becoming extinct. The black family will be around. Right. <laughs> and if you are a wife or a husband, how are you contributing to the next generation? Yeah. Are you? Do Absolutely. you even have an interest in it? Yeah, and let girls talk to boys. If they, if she's interested, as long as she's innocent, there's nothing wrong with having an interest in, you know, in that, into, you know, exploring that. Just as long as it's innocent. Make sure it's innocent. Don't let them, don't look. Uh, one more story. I remember <laughs> when my grandma used, my dad used to come over and, and, um, and hang out with my mom, and then they could only be in the living room. Mm-hmm. And all the lights had to be on, and my granny had to be there. So hey, ain't nothing. There's nothing wrong with going no. back to those days. <laughs> and my grandma would say, "I'm getting sleepy," and my dad used to be like, "I want to be say, I want to say so bad. Just go to sleep. Just go to sleep." Then, but that meant it was time, time for him to, to go. go. Yeah, time, time to for go. him to go. And it's also nothing wrong with meeting the 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 friend's parents too. Yeah. If they, I mean, they're friends. They're friends. They're friends. So, okay, y'all. Everything does not have to have ulterior motives. That's true. That And maybe you should lay that out. I will, you know, look, 
y'all can hang out, but there are some rules. Yeah. Okay. <sighs> okay. Well, that's a it. Load. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's something I, that I think about sometimes. So, um, want to just share that with you all. Please like and subscribe and share this video, and we'll see you on the next one. All right. Bye. Bye.